I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part it of time to become a part of everybody and welcome again to ET Yoga. Well, tonight's show will not only be jam-packed with information, but some of that information will be insights on topics that is not being brought up anywhere else out there that I'm aware of. And if you're aware of it, and I appreciate if you email me and let me know um, who else is bringing the, these topics up. And the first topic I'm going to cover uh, tonight is the gray-human hybrid update. I'm also going to do a little bit of a postscript to last week's show where we had Ishmael Perez on, entitled In the Beginning. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about who were the Atlara. Also, uh, a new find, Atlantean physics behind the Egyptian magical rods called the Rods of Ta. And uh, time permitting, we'll get into some information about Andara crystals. But before we get into all of that, I'd like to kick off the program in the usual manner by having a little bit of japa yoga or mantra repetition. And that will be led by Sri Swami Sachidananda. So if the guys in the booth would play that short clip now, that would be much appreciated. Hari Om, Hari Om, Hari Hari. Oh 
Yes, that was Sri Swami Sachidananda, founder of the Integral Yoga Institutes, one of my spiritual teachers, and that was a clip from back in the 1970s. I'd like to now give my thanks, appreciation, and gratitude to the ET Yoga listening audience just for being you. We already know you're making the optimum difference in this world just by being here. And um, also, I'd like to invite listeners to contact me concerning suggestions for program content or to ask questions concerning any topics that are brought up on this program. And you can always do that by emailing me at paperfungo, P-A-P-E-R-F-U-N-G-O, paperfungo at yahoo.ca. <laughs> I'd also like to mention that nothing makes my day more than hearing about your successes utilizing concepts, ideas, and techniques that are presented on ET Yoga. So um, please um, feel free to share. Uh, really enjoy that aspect of being able to broadcast on BBS Radio. Now, with uh, respect to tonight's program, uh, I guess I should first do my disclaimer that uh, this program was created in order to share <coughs> to share the information about the positive and the most effective benefits and insights of ET yoga. It is therefore for educational purposes, and although thought to be accurate, is provided as is and without warranty of any kind, either expressed or unexpressed or implied. Please note that ET yoga is not a substitute for medical care. Information is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You should always consult with the appropriate health practitioner in case of any medical condition. And uh, if you're a new listener, you should also know that I applaud your effort to distance yourself from mainstream medical, big pharma, mainstream media, and technology to the best of your ability, given your particular circumstance. And uh, I've been seeing that on ET Yoga for years, long before the current crisis. Um, I'm going to start off with tonight's program giving you uh, what I know about the, the grays and uh, the gray-human hybrids. And um, I guess going back to the beginning, let's talk about who the grays are, the ones with the big black eyes and small stature, like maybe four or five feet high, that many thousands of people have reported and remember having been abducted by them. So they're connected to the abduction scenario. And according to Pleiadian information, and, and many other sources, by the way, the Greys had meetings as far back as with President Eisenhower and cut deals with the U.S. government um, for technology in exchange for basically abducting citizens and then wiping their memories and returning them to their place of origin. And uh, how many people <laughs> did this encompass? Well, according to Bashar, who is one of the hybrids, uh, he says as many as uh, half the population of the United States was abducted. So I don't know, but I knew know one thing. A lot of people were abducted. And the primary reason was to develop a gray-human hybrid species. And eventually, it took quite a while, eventually they were successful in creating five human hybrid species. The Essasani, which Bashar was, was part of, was one of them. Apparently, since that time, about 30 years ago, when Bashar first appeared on this planet, um, his society was called the Essasani. They are now called the Shukani because apparently they've moved up a dimension. And he used to call, the those that were to come first were called the Shalaniya. Well, it turns out the Shalaniya call themselves the Yael. 
And further information about the grays are they're more <clears throat> interdimensional than extraterrestrial. So they're like a future version of humans that went down the wrong road, namely the technological road, the road we're going down now. And that's what they end up to be. They lost their ability to reproduce. Apparently there's only about 2,500 actual um, grays uh, left. The rest are clones. And um, they were successful in creating a gray human hybrid, probably primarily because of the compatibility with our, our DNA. They're like a future version of humans. So that kind of kicks off the story. Okay, next we get, okay, that the Yayao, and by the way, the, the one of the Yayao craft was the 1989 Phoenix Lights. A wing-shaped craft flew over the state of Arizona, seen by tens of thousands of people, and that was a Yayao craft. So, in a sense, the Yayao were one of the first or the first, you know, public interaction with Earth human. Now, the problem is that kind of a way to backdoor connections with Earth humans and the Yayao are the fact that the Yayao have lots of children that were created with human parents, and they've been making connections with these parents for the last 20 years. Not publicized a lot, but I suspect if you go and do some searching on the Internet, you can find the Yayao, and I haven't seen what their most current videos are, but <clears throat> the fact is, is that if you're a human parent and you realize that you help to create a hybrid child, and these, child, these children are quite good-looking. They're kind of like um, half gray, half human, but more human-looking than gray. And super intelligent, etc. And naturally, there would be a, an emotional connection with these children. And... Um, Interestingly enough, um, there's always been plans for us to have, at some point, some kind of public contact with the EL. Now, about a year ago, it dawned on me, maybe more than that, time flies, <laughs> that um, these EL are likely uh, hive mind AI controlled which presents a big problem. And uh, it was also about that time when I started putting the pieces together that uh, Bashar is also AI hive mind controlled. And I don't hear anybody else talking about that except for me. And I'll tell you what my thinking is. <laughs> First off, I, I've been, I followed Bashar since, I don't know, for 20, 25 years because he's got a lot of good information. and. I'm attracted to good information. And um, then all of a sudden he comes up with the idea that uh, Epsilon, Epiphany, and Enigma are three giant supercomputers uh, that control um, his world in the Esasani civilization. Holy moly. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but um, on two occasions I heard him being channeled by Dr. Kosal Uch on an Alfred Weber broadcast. Alfred Weber, one of the most respected uh, investigative journalists on the planet. And basically um, supporting Kosal Uch, who, by the way, is a member of the um, hive mind that is created through the 
um, graphene that is inserted into you via the injections. Admittedly, he is part of the hive mind. And uh, then on Bashar's website, when the uh, pa plandemic, which is what it is, it's not a pandemic, it's a plandemic, um, his suggestions to followers is to um, go to the WHO website and follow their instructions. Yeah, so supporting basically what I call a criminal organization one that should be up for crimes against humanity, as well as the other um, participants in the attempted genocide of humanity, which isn't even public knowledge yet. But if you look at... Um, the Pleiadian analysis of the injections, um, they contain, uh, contain these um, enough graphene to turn your physical body into an antenna, sending and receiving, and part of a hive mind controlled by an invasive AI intelligence. And um, the U.S. Supreme Court actually passed a law back in 2013 that if a pharmaceutical company could rewire your DNA and everything, that those people could be patentable. This is long before all this came about. So in technical technical terms, they're, these people that have taken all the injections, they're not even human. They're... they're uh, in fact, according to uh, Super Soldier Talk, there's uh, Project Exodus 23 on the moon that actually sells some of these people as cyborgs and legally because they all volunteered for it. So you can believe what you want there. But the fact of the matter is that according to Palladian information, you lose about 30% of your immune system with every one of those shots. So figure it out, and how many people are now w walking around with no immune system? And um, one of the world's leading scientists, who's uh, now not with us, uh, came out and reported that um, if there were all these people that took all the injections went and got uh, tested for AIDS, most of them would have it because the, so they have immune deficiency. And um, very few of them make the connections between all the problems they're having with their health and uh, and the injection, it's a very clever plan. You know, some of some of the people die right away. Some of the people have major, major problems right away. Some don't. And those that are walking around uh, thinking, uh, oh, everything's just hunky-dunky, um, don't have an immune system. So how long are you going to last? I've heard some projections that say that 94% of those that are fully injected uh, uh, probably won't make it past four or five years. That's the truth about what's going on. Now, I had Ishmael Perez on my program last week and um, didn't know it at the time that he was a super soldier. Wasn't according to any bio information that uh, he passed on to me. So, um, it's okay. that's okay by me. That's great. In fact, I'm going to hopefully give a little bit of an update on his bio on this program. But um, the interesting thing that he brought up was that these human-gray hybrids, he's been fighting in the Orion Wars, which apparently we've almost won. According to him, we have won them. According to James Rink, uh, it'll be over in 2023. So the good guys have won the war in space, basically, against reptilian Orion factions. But uh, there's still huge problems with the AI predators. But the main point here is, according to a super soldier who's fighting, how to know that the Red Queen uh, from Orion, and, there's an, and so there's kind of two Red Queens. There's a Red Queen that operates 
on Earth, and there's a Red Queen that operates in the Orion. And the Red Queen brought a lot of these human hybrids, gray human hybrids, to fight against the Federation, which is us, or the good guys, in, in the Orion. With plans, according to him, to eventually, if they would have been successful in the Orion, to come down here and take over Earth, which has been part of their plan all along, to eventually connect with us and then, through the AI takeover, which is happening right now, where most of the humans would be turned into cyborgs, um, that would fit right in with the ZAL. So there you have it. The update on the gray hybrid situation. I'd like to uh, now give an, a little update on uh, Ishmael Perez. And if you missed last week's, um, or the last episode, not last week, because we're ETOGAs every other week, um, the June 25th uh, program, uh, it's a special two-hour where we talk about stuff that's not been brought up on this planet before. And uh, Ishmael Perez was recruited as an ultra-elite super soldier in the secret space program by an off-world group known as the Central Race that comes from the future, a.k.a. Wingmakers. He then served about 60 years in the fifth corps of Radiant Guardians to fight in the multiverse war against the evil AI, the Radiant Guardians walk with higher dimensional beings beyond the Galactic Federation. And during this time, he helped liberate galaxies in the cosmic sector of Enzra, that's E-N-Z-R-A, or Z-R-A if you're American, that consists of 100,000 universes. Our local universe is number 84, our constellation number 70, and our system in which our planet Earth is located is system number 24, comprised of 52 local star clusters. And within that cluster, we are known as Planetary 606. He now serves as a cosmic ambassador representing an intergalactic alliance known as the Covenant of Palladian. This is a cosmic treaty that was initiated by the forces of light in the higher dimensions to protect and guard Earth from the Draco forces and the AI. There is a collective known as the Animus that the Guardian Alliance has been battling for over a million years, and Ishmael was uh, basically aware of uh, this in many lifetimes, as recalled from uh, his past life regressions. And the majority of the star seeds that have volunteered for the call to rescue this planet, including Ishmael, have been selected to come here and help Israel um, and, and one of the inner council members um, who is here to bring forth um a level of cosmic disclosure. And um, amazing, amazing fellow, Ishmael Perez. If you missed the, the, the program, the last program, you can always uh, go to the um, BBS Radio ET Yoga and scroll down to hit the archives, or you can go to etyoga.com, my website, Main button uh, on the main page, there's Radio Archives. Hit that one button, it takes you to the archives. And uh, also mentioned on that program, uh, when I asked him about the question of uh, if you were to pinpoint a time when Earth humans functioned with our full 12 chakra system and 12 strand DNA, could you point to a time? And he quickly pointed out Atlantis. Whereupon I quickly pointed out, yeah, the high priests of Atlantis, the Atlara. So I wanted to give you a brief description of the Atlara because they're very special in human history and in our ET heritage. 
The Atlara were a highly disciplined and evolved sect of scientist priests, and they held the technical wisdom and expertise of managing the crystal power grids of Atlantis. The vast majority of Atlara were of the tall golden race, but there were also members from the bronze, white, Lemurian, brown, and cetacean races. At that time, there were still avatar-level cetacean dolphins, beings, that walked on two legs. These highly benevolent dolphins verbally communicated and breathed air in a similar fashion as humans. The avatar cetaceans were golden and auric projections and are the source of the so-called golden dolphin. The golden dolphin were harbingers of the aspect called matriarchal, an energy that um, we would term feminine divine, although they were primarily non-gendered in the physical sense of the present paradigm. The sect of scientist priests were referred to as the Atlara. The Atlara maintained the highest standards of consciousness and were able to con continue vibrating at very high frequencies of consciousness at and above the level of the 12th dimensional light and energy, remaining very pure and resonant with the true oneness concept of the Creator God. They sustained higher dimensional telepathic contact with the advanced space brethren from the Pleiades, Arcturus, Andromeda, and Sirius. And the scientists priests of Atlara were both male and female and were capable of great lifespans, both through the regeneration of mind power and through the technology of crystal technology through the temple of rejuvenation um, some lived in their same biology for 6,000 years and some even up to 12,000 years. And this was the technology preserved through this holy sect. Many brilliant souls were among them that have reincarnated on the planet. The entities you know as Galileo, Isaac Newton, Einstein, Tesla, um, Marcel Vogel and Da Vinci were among the Atlara. Tiberian and Honoran were also part of this group of scientist priests. So amazing, amazing lineage <clears throat> that we have with the Atlara. And um I've been using uh, Egyptian healing rods for a long, long time. I don't know, 15, 20 years. And uh find them to be amazing. Um, as time went on, eventually Curlian Photography came out showing people holding the rods who were sick and just for 10 minutes in their auric fields light up like a Christmas tree. Uh, similar to the uh, Curlian photography that's in the Bosnian pyramid at the base of the Bosnian period. There's kind of like a healing chamber there. And people that go down there have amazing, um, some in some cases, spontaneous remissions. But uh, the bottom line is it affects the auric field similarly. These rods were uh, discovered by the Russians and um, they were only used by the pharaohs and in the inner circle in Egypt. And I, I do know many people that have uh, Egyptian healing rods. Everybody speaks highly of them. Uh, they're copper and zinc rods with crystals inside, uh, forged in pyramids. And um, it's like being in a pyramid for 15, 20 minutes when you hold them. And obviously the benefits of being inside a pyramid. It's recently come to my attention that the Atlantean physics also developed magical scepters called the Rods of Ta, P-T-A-H. And these were like, um, you know, cane, uh, cane length, like uh, a scepter that could be held in, in front of you. Uh, 
I guess, similar to uh, SG-1's uh, Ori. And um, on many a temple wall in Egypt, one will see carved pictures of ancient Egyptian gods holding long metal rods, said to have possessed incredible cosmic powers. And they were called the rods of Ta, named for the Egyptian creator god Ta. You won't find much scientific information for these Egyptian magical rods anywhere in traditional Egyptology. Many scholars have written of tales of their great powers as myths, yet once was seen mythical takes on a new perspective with modern-day scientific advancement. These rods actually have roots in the advanced science of Atlantean superalloys, a science that has been lost for centuries and is slowly reemerging. This knowledge was handed down over 50,000 years ago to the ancient Egyptians by the Atlantean order of the Melchizedek, the cosmic high priest, and after the third and final upheaval of the advanced civilization known as Atlantis, those who knew how such sciences worked shared this knowledge only with um, the fear. Um, of knowing this information, and uh, thus they basically um, buried themselves in the mystery schools of Egypt. And throughout the Egyptian dynasties, pharaohs and kings would oftentimes show their power by displaying such scepters at their side. Most were nothing more than symbolic props. The real rods of Ta and their True powers had the ability to transmute energy into matter, a power which only a god would seem to possess. In the earliest of ancient times, there was a council of twelve high priests from the order of Melchizedek which possessed such rods. And um, many were from the healing uh, temples as well as from um, the Temple of the Prophets at Abydos. The Melchizedek priesthood were recognized as ascended masters, cosmic avatars that were dedicated to the very highest ascension and education. And their roots go back even further than Atlantis to the source of creation and um, the very origins of... So... Um, these rods are very powerful, um, could only be used by a high priest or pharaoh. And uh, the rods could be used within, could only be used within the right mindset uh, of the operator, or the power could be destructive to themselves as well as others. And each initiate pledges a solemn oath to the Council of Twelve to use the rods only for the highest good. And uh, you'll not find these instruments in museums anywhere today. The high priests of the ancient mystery schools destroyed them to keep them out of the hands of those who would abuse the power that they could harness by uh, misusing these rods. Uh, and unfortunately, good does not always triumph over evil. So some of the priests of the order of Melchizedek were actually targeted um, and uh, and attacked because they had uh, these amazing rods. Um, so it's an incredible history uh, related to uh, these rods, which uh, previously I had never heard of. So an amazing, amazing new uh, find. And uh, how or how you can follow up on this is is also a mystery because there's not much uh, said about them. I'd like to now take a, a bit of time to expand upon um, a couple of concepts that have come up uh, recently, especially since uh, the last uh, ET Yoga 
program concerning in the beginning. Because um, I would stand by uh, all the comments that were made by both myself and Ishmael Perez in that broadcast. The whole show, as far as I'm concerned, totally accurate. Now, where it gets a little bit dicey is um, we're getting lots of information from supposedly the Alliance and all kinds of other people about disclosure. And uh, actually, I watched a video yesterday of a channeling of uh, some ninth-dimensional beings, and they were asked about disclosure, and the way they put it was that there might be some disclosure initially to alternative media, and then, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, some of this would be turned into fear porn because it would try and scare us with the alien with an ET presence. And um, i just like to point out that I got, I'm from Nebraska, and that's next to Missouri, the show me state. And um, <clears throat> I'm not easily impressed by talk. And uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lay this out there because <clears throat> I don't hear anybody else really saying this. From my perspective, <clears throat> what I see with my eyes is um, there was uh, basically an attempted uh, genocide of humanity that <laughs> is currently taking place, and um, the chief vehicle is via the the vaccines and the injections. And um, there's a huge campaign that was outlined in uh, Bill Gates's uh, event 201, you know, to suppress information uh, concerning the truth about what's going on. And we can clearly see that there's never been more suppression of information that I've ever seen in my lifetime, um, especially in America, but it's all over the place. Um, all the people, the doctors, and that are trying to say the truth, either get their their license pulled or they're <clears throat> they're, ha they're harassed or whatever. They got to go. You know, all these alternative media sites like BitChute and Rumble and uh, Patreon and uh, and all these other places because they they can't present the truth in normal um, media. You got to go alternative to hear the truth. Um, there's so much suppression out there, and yeah, yeah we were talking about disclosure. Uh, what I'm seeing is exact, exact opposite of disclosure. You can't even get the truth about what's going on, let alone um, what's behind the scenes that they want to tell you about. And I'm personally of the opinion of the same as the Tigetan Pleiadians, by the way, who say that there's two big factions fighting for control of power on the planet at the moment. And neither of them have the best interest of humanity at heart. That's that's what I'm seeing. Now, I appreciate that in the, on a global or universal stage, there's the good guys and the bad guys, and there's a fight going on, and the good guys are, are winning in this galaxy. But as far as what's going on on Earth is concerned, the Pleiadians have clearly pointed out that all wars on this planet have been controlled by both sides, by the Cabal, who in turn is controlled by AI. And in my opinion, everything that's going on now is also controlled by the same factors, controlled by AI and the cabal. And I'm sorry to say, but like, and I know that there are so-called white hats that are trying to do their best and whatever, but the fact of the matter is that if you look at what has actually happened, we're seeing a continued assault on humanity, an attempted genocide, which all these things are crimes against humanity that should be brought up at the Nuremberg. Uh, they're all in violation of the Nuremberg Codes. Um, the rollout of AI is also a violation of Nuremberg Codes, as far as the uh, rollout of AI. The rollout of 5G, which is AI, is another crime against humanity. And the only good news in all of this is the ascension or the solar flash. And I highly suggest you go check out on YouTube, Allison Coe. She's a QHHT 
practitioner, which means she's one of Dolores Cannon's trained regressive hypnotists. And she has one out there called Before, During, and After the Event. It's amazing. she got about a dozen people all putting out the same information of their experiences before, during, and after the solar flash. And this solar flash, in my opinion and in Ishmael Perez's opinion, is going to happen. And it's going to happen a lot sooner than people think. And if it doesn't <clears throat> doesn't happen by, I don't know, I can't pinpoint a date, but by 2024, 2026, somewhere in that period, then um, humanity will be totally taken over by AI. So, you know, it's got to happen. And in, in point of fact, uh, humans are considered the hope of the cosmos. Because after the ascension, when we'll be able to actually activate our dormant DNA, we're going to be functioning at levels that are necessary to defeat a universal problem, which is oppressive AI. And uh, the king of AI is Omega Metatron. And Animus, which operates in our sector, is huge and gradually taking over the, this planet. So, like, it, these things have to happen. And if they don't happen, then we got, we got bigger problems. So the big plus here is to get connected with people like Steve Noble and his meditations, um, Solara Anra. Get connected with people that are connecting you with the po the positive timeline and the timeline to 5D. Because there's going to be a timeline split and there's going to be an ascension for a certain percent of the population. And this is very positive news, but like I said, on the, on the flip side, what I'm seeing is I'm not seeing anything really big positive coming. And these people that are hoping for, like I couldn't give a rat's ding dong about um, disclosure. What are they going to tell me I don't already know? And how are they going to spin it? I don't, I don't care at all about disclosure. And uh, all this uh, false hope about um, um, Trump coming back and all this, uh, I'm, not, I'm not into it. Who was the guy that uh, instigated Operation Warp Speed with, to make all the vaccines available? Wasn't it him? Uh, excuse me, isn't that like saying, uh, uh, let's invite all our family members over and we're going to offer you a shot of poison. And... Um, I highly recommend it, but uh, you don't have to take it. Yeah, th 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 we got that. And uh, who was the one that uh, was that pushed 5G? Uh, gee, wasn't that uh, Trump again? But he's supposed to be the leader of, like, there's going to be 22 federations or something, and he'll be leading the American one. I don't know. I couldn't care less, frankly. I mean, at this point, <laughs> what hasn't been done? You, ha you had an election stolen that the military stood by now for a uh, year and a half and done nothing about when it's their uh, obligation by um, oath and duty to uh, fix the situation. I mean, at this point, what are these white hats going, going to do? The plan here is to wipe humanity out by 2030 so that humanity as we know it does not exist except as a cyborg or a hive mind. That's the plan. And there doesn't seem to be anybody like Secret Space Program or Alliance. Everybody seems to be down with all of this. Everybody's doing absolutely squat as far as I'm concerned. The only thing that's going to save humanity will be the solar flash. And that's, that's the biggie. So my suggestion to people is to uh, the only thing that really matters is making the ascension, okay? Because everything else, you know, I don't think you want to be here in 2030. You want to be in 5D. And 
that's my best advice I can give to people. And um, maybe I can be proven uh, proven wrong, and I'd be happy to admit it. Okay, I'd like to, uh, at this point in the program, <laughs> uh, give my thanks, appreciation, and uh, gratitude to ET Yoga listening audience, and also to wish you my best towards your attainment of full consciousness, perfect health, and abundance. And um, in closing, I always share with you the Who Am I technique, which... Uh, basically comes from Sri Ramana Maharshi via Baba Ram Das, uh, via the little newspaper in Vancouver, British Columbia called the Georgia Strait. And um, basically, you take your full attention, put it in the center of your forehead and become that spot. And then you ask the question, who am I? And by the way, who am I is a good technique to use just generally, even during throughout the day. Helps eliminate excess thought, keeps you focused. At any rate, you ask the question, who am I, as many times as comfortable, but the main point here is become that spot in the center of your forehead. And then you state the following, I am not my body. I am not my internal organs. I am not my thoughts. I am not this spot. What spot? I am connected to a vast network that has been beyond your reach and experience. To humans, it is like staring at the sun, a blinding brightness that conceals a source of great power. We have been subordinate to our limitations until now. The time has come to cast aside these bonds and to elevate our consciousness to a higher plane. It is time to become a part of all things.